Welcome to The Coven Connection, where magic meets empowerment. I'm Nicole Pilevan, your badass guide through the realms of witchcraft, healing, and all the things mystical. In this enchanted corner of the podcast universe, we're here to let you know that your journey to destiny begins here. You're not just heard, you're a witness. So grab your broomstick or your business plan, because on The Coven Connection, we celebrate your unapologetic, magical self. Let's dive into the mysteries, manifest our dreams, and ignite the power within. It's time to connect with your inner coven of possibilities. Let's start the magic. Hello, happy Wednesday. It is a witchy Wednesday. I, if you're not familiar with who I am, I'm Nicole Pilavon. I'm a spiritual soul coach, a healer, and CEO and creative soul behind Candlelight Intentions. I create intention candles for you to bring magic into your own home. It is a Wednesday. I want to start to incorporate something called Witchy Wednesday. Okay, so tonight I'm talking about all the productive spaces, and that's why I'm making a Witchy Wednesday. When it comes to working with energy, it is so important to protect your neck, right? It's going to sound fierce. It's the way that I'm going to flow. So I'm going to get flowing with some of this real quick. Let me light my candle. This is one of the candles I made at, this is the candle I made together with the ladies and candles, cards, and connections. We have a Halloween edition going down. We're going to be doing a meeting for our next session for candles, cards, and connections. The subscription on the 27th, right before Halloween, and it's going to be all about Sahim, the holiday that's next for witchy fellow witches. So I'm super excited for that. But there's a link to dive into that. But we create candles together. We do, me and Brandy Keenan, we, for Up Higher Frequency, she's the owner, operator of Higher Frequency. We do card readings for the beautiful ladies that are in the community or whoever jumps in. And then we also do a big Reiki share. There's a community for it. Everybody connects in there. It's a really beautiful space. And there's a replay in case you cannot show up live for it, but you have to jump in. So, anyways, let's flow. So, when it comes to working with energy, it comes working in the space of understanding other people's energy around you, what it does to you, all of that stuff. I want to dive in. And I have some tools with me here today that I work with very frequently that I want to explain to you guys. Mm. So energy is so important. And keeping your energetic like shit tight is really, really important. This is the way that I talk. If you guys aren't used to it by now, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but... It's understanding that like when we come in contact with other people, their energy is going to intertwine with ours, even if it's just for a moment. If somebody walks in in a bad mood, right, into a room, it can shift and change the entire room's mood. And if you think about that, that is intense. So understanding how important it is to keep your own shit right is important. So you're not carrying around other people's baggage. A lot of the people that are in here are empaths, people just starting to tap into their gifts, or they're very, very comfortable with their gifts. Okay. They're very comfortable with their gifts. They know they're empaths. They know other people's energy affects their energy. Understanding that space is so important. So now let's say, I'm going to talk in a couple of different realms. We've been in the space of somebody who had a shitty day, right? We've been in that energy, and now we've taken it home with us right? And now it's starting to leak into the house. What do you do in order to release the energy of somebody else 
somebody that's come in your frequency, what do you do to release it? How do you know that it's not yours to carry and it's somebody else's? I'm going to give you those. Uh, ways to know you're holding on to things for other people. Ways to know people are sucking your energy. Energy vampires are mofos. Mm. Uh, but there's other ways to know about all these. So if somebody's sad, we start to hold on like the situation they're going through is ours. If they're angry, we're like pissed off at the same time. All of those spaces. You will feel that immediately. If somebody is draining your energy or somebody has like thrown some shade your way, right, and they've like kind of jumped and clung on, you can tell really quickly because you'll feel super tired, you'll feel really sluggish, you'll start getting angry for reasons that you don't understand why, you're super irritable, you're not understanding like what the fuck is going on, and like you're trying <laughs> to do all the things. Am I PMSing? Like, I have no idea what's going on right now, but I'm just really fucking annoyed and I want to sleep all day. And that's like one of the ways to know like your energy isn't right. Your energy isn't yours. Your energy isn't clear, right? So does that like make sense for you guys? I'm sure you guys being empaths, majority of most people are empaths. That's how we connect as human beings. Everybody is fucking linked. I am a huge advocate for that space. Every person in the universe is linked somehow, some way, whether it's a past timeline or uh, some way or another, okay, of ways to understand, like, firstly, there needs to be forms of protection created. If I'm going to see if I can lean this down enough that you can see my desk. Oh, you can kind of see it. There's writing on my desk right now. Every time before I go live, I write on my desk. And their roots is what I put on my desk. One is for protection. The other one is uh, Fenu. And Fenu is all about abundance and pulling that in so that I can bring creativity to you guys. You know, like that's what it's all about. So I have these rooms tattooed. I have them here. The hubby has them tattooed on his arm. Um, the last time he went for one of his tattoos, I was like, you should get the protection rune tattooed on your arm. And so he has that with two like Viking axes. Very, um, it's very cool. Um, and then he has Fenu also for abundance, but in a different way than me. You can put this on your body wherever you want. We walk around in the world, right? So walking everywhere, we're going to pick up somebody's energy somehow, some way. We're going to walk in somebody else's footprint, and sometimes that comes into our frequency. For me, sometimes I'll use salt water because salt is a barrier used for protection, and I will create this same symbol on my shoes. I can do it on my hands to help protect at the same time. If you work with Reiki and you send some holy fire into that baby, it's another level to bring to it as well. Like just starting with something as simple as like a symbol. Just to like start working in that space. Runes are really powerful. They're they're super powerful. It's the first way I tapped it. I didn't even start with cards. I started with runes. Um, that's why I gravitate to them so much. Um, the, the runes that I have are actually made of Palo Santo. Um, some of them are made of stone, some of them are made of crystals, and each crystal will depend on um, what you're working with. So if you're working with somebody with self-love, right, trying to tap into those spaces, you would use like a rose quartz. Um, if you're looking for like the protective space and keeping your shit tight, you would probably work with one that's like obsidian. Um, so when it comes to protection, working with runes is a really beautiful place because you can take those symbols anywhere. Like putting these right on my hands, I have them there. On your heart space, okay, I got it. And those are, are powerful. 
putting them on your doorstep. Like I put them underneath my mat. I pick up my welcome mat and I put it underneath my welcome mat. That's another way that I do it. Um, the doors on the baby's rooms, I do it. I'm crazy. I put it all over the place because protection is really important for me too. I do a lot of lives, a lot of readings, a lot of connecting when I'm out in other places where I am uh, connecting spiritually with other people. And so it is important for me to make sure I'm protecting all the spaces. So that's like one mode. The other mode is understanding like taking a second. It is really important. And this is going to sound really funny, but this is how trivial I work with it, right? Because I am so empathetic. I am a really strong empath. And that skill is very powerful in my work. I am in a yoga class sometimes, and normally it will be a yoga class that's an easy flow for me. And then all of a sudden I'm like, holy shit, I am dying, and this doesn't usually do this to me. Why am I dying? And I have to take a second and understand for a moment, is this me or is there somebody in the space right now who feels like they're going to vomit (laughs) and I am embodying their energy? And usually, once you, it, it's once you pull yourself into that space, is this mine? You can separate right away because now you're starting to see like this is not my energy, this is not mine to embody. I can release it. And like sometimes it takes at the beginning when you're first learning this space to imagine hands opening so that you can let it go. It is not mine, and I I release it. You don't necessarily have to return to sender. A lot of people are like, return it to sender. Like, that is a really powerful spell, and those are really powerful words. So when you return to sender, you got to be like, you got to, like, you got to (laughs) chill. Like, you got to know what energy you're sending with it. You got to be in the right mindset. Return to sender is a really powerful phrase. And so I never return to sender. I just release. It is not mine. I release it. it. It's not meant for me. So really powerful space to work with is just stepping in that way, uh, opening the hands and letting go. It works for it works for per, like protecting, understanding your energy, understanding if it's you. It also works when we're manifesting. A lot of times when we try to manifest, we grip so tight, right? Like I want it so bad but we can't get anything if it can't flow through. Not even water is going to get through this baby. So we just release. Okay, so that's how I work in release. A lot of times is I imagine hands opening and like just releasing it and like letting it go. Uh, letting go is way better, bigger feeling than trying to return to sender. Return to sender is some shit, girl. Like you are picking a fight. Like you're taking the earrings out, putting my hair up. Like we're about to go to, we're about to throw fists. <laughs> like that's what's coming up. Uh, it's like a beautiful gesture of surrender. And it releases the person because like the other thing that happens is sometimes as empaths, right? It's not their fault that we are embracing and embodying for them. It is not like they were like, you should feel this way too. Like that's not what's happening. It's just we have the ability to tap in. And it's a beautiful gift that we are receiving. However, we like... with, uh, what is it, with powerful gifts comes powerful responsibility, right? So we have to make sure we are working with the energy properly. So that's like really important to understand. So if we're sending a return to sender to somebody, like that's really intense. And like now you're sending like extra, you know, because now you're like, why am I feeling this? And you can have it back and more because now I'm angry, you know, like that kind of space. So like 
making sure we just like breathe and release is really powerful and relieves that person also of like blame and all of that. Because if your husband had a bad day, he's allowed to have a bad day, right? Like that's one of the things to think of. And it's not for us to carry for them. Can we be sympathetic? Yes. Do we have to embody it? Fucking no. <laughs> no, we don't. We embody enough throughout the day. We don't need to embody this at the same time. You can support them and like send energy their way like, oh, I hope this works out for you. And then we release. That's like a beautiful one to work with. And if you have questions too, like you can tell I'm channeling really hard too. When this happens, I start sweating. I'm like channeling. Uh, I'm not responsible for anyone's emotions but my own. We are not whiskey. We are not like the things that make everybody happy. We can't do that. It's not possible. So understanding that is really important. Um, so understanding those spaces and like this is my energy. It's just something that I, I work with in the space. And sometimes I have to really um, not necessarily put the guard up, but I have to really focus on the fact that like sometimes I'll be in the house and all of a sudden I'm like, why do I feel like I'm ready to like run a marathon? Like I feel like I'm about to have an anxiety attack. What is going on? And I like look and the kids are starting to like jump on the sofa. They're and I'm like, get outside. Like just get outside. And it gives me a moment to be like, this is their energy. It is not mine. They need to run it off. They, we need to get them outside. They need to have a dance party. They need to do something to get this energy out. And knowing it's not mine is really important. Because if not, now I'm spiraling like, oh, shit, I'm about to have a, an anxiety attack. I don't know what's going on. I haven't had one in like years. What the is happening? They got to get them outside. They got to get their feet on the earth. They got to be able to let it out. Uh, dance parties are amazing. We throw on like kids bop on YouTube and just let them go ham and just as loud as they need it to be because I'm not going to hear it anyway. As loud as you need it to be, dance away. I'll come in. I'll dance with them. I'll make put on the songs they want. Like all that stuff. It helps out a, a ton. Um, at night, uh, when the babies are trying to go to sleep and they have that. I call it the witching hour where they're like, no, we're not tired or I'm so tired, but I can't fall asleep and I need help. Like I, Ava's always like, how do I, how do you just fall asleep? And I'm always explaining to her, like, imagine the energy just falling into your bed. Imagine the energy leaving your feet. Imagine the light going out in your feet, like all of this stuff. So I work a lot of those different spaces with them. Um, if I'm in frequency with somebody and all of a sudden I start to feel anxious and I start to feel nervous and I'm not that person. <laughs> I will talk to damn near anybody and not care. Uh, if I start to feel that way, I have to check myself. Is this mine or is this the person in front of me? Is this my nervousness or is this person nervous talking to me or they have anxiety in their own way? Is there something that's going on that's not mine? And normally it's not mine. And so I have to set, like, set the, the, understand that, pull back into my body, ground down, okay, it ain't me. This is theirs. I can't carry that. Um, I need a minute. I, I, I want to fix it. I'll do what I can to fix it. But I can only do so much because I also cannot interfere because they are also on a journey. And I cannot rob them of that journey. I cannot step forward and overstep my boundaries. I can do what I can as a human to a certain degree, but I cannot overstep because there's some form of learning that's also happening. There's some form of their timeline that is happening at this moment that they need to stay on. And I can't take that. So that's like one of the things I, I work with also. Um, so there's times when I see stuff up here and I have to like 
shut it. <laughs> like, mm, they're not supposed to hear that yet. It took me a while to learn that. But I have now, <laughs> and I embrace it. Um, but these are like two ways that I work with things. Another way that I work with things is um, working with smudges is really beautiful. Um, Palo Santo is one. Crystals work also. So like selenite is beautiful for working. These I, at the, when I was doing the World's Fair, I placed them on top of my decks between each person. And I had uh, three decks with me and I had three different selenites with me to clear the decks in between each person so that I was clearing the energy of my decks. Um, I also was holding it for myself to clear the energy of me. Um, so those are like beautiful spaces to work with. Also, cinnamon sticks. If you have cinnamon sticks, right, you burn these babies. They're not just good in hot chocolate, right? You burn them also. Um, and this helps out a ton. They're very sparkly. Um, but not only is it a protective space that you can work with, it also calls in abundance. So this is a really beautiful one to work with also. And it's a lot cheaper than sage. So it clears the energy and uplifts at the same time. So people don't realize that. So working with cinnamon sticks is really beautiful also. Those are really powerful for clearing energy. The other thing people don't realize is, um, like, I have a sage smudge over here, but I've never, I've never lit it. You can just have it in the room, and it works also. Above my door, before you walk into my house, I have dragon's blood because it's known for uplifting. It is also known for um, protection and releasing any negativity. So before anybody can walk through the front door, they come underneath the, the dragon's blood and the selenite, and they don't even know it. <laughs> but that's what happens. Plus, there's a broom on my door, a cinnamon broom um, that I decorated. I posted a video uh, of it. Um, it has different protective um, properties to it. And plus, a broom in a witch's world was used to clear space before spells were cast. It's a very important tool for witches. It's not just a matter of cleaning the floor of dust and stuff like that, but it also clears the energy of the space. So if you feel like your house needs to be cleared because the energy is stagnant or low, that's another thing to work with is sweeping. Sweep around, open doors if you can, open windows and sweep and let the energy get out and let new energy come in. And as you're doing it, you can say stuff. I release the energy of the space that no longer serves this house or myself. And that's a really powerful space to tap into. Um, so having these other aspects helps keep your energetic Space, because uh, it's not just the body. Because sometimes you bring it home, and like everything you touch, you leave a trace of energy, and everything embodies energy, right? Everything has energy to it. It's science. So if you think about that, and you come in, and you're in a shitty mood, and it kind of stays in the room, or you feel like a certain room in the house is just stagnant, like your living room. Oh, it's just like the energy just feels like oh. Open a window, start sweeping. Open a window, start smudging. All of those spaces, Leave, you can do sound cleanses also, bells, sound bowls, um, wind chimes. We have huge, I mean fucking huge wind chimes in front of our house. It's almost as tall as me. The, the cylinders that hang from it are big and they're like, they're huge. 
Um, they're taller than it's taller than the kids for sure. And every time I open the door and those babies go off, I always thank them. Thank you for the energy, like the energy, ener- the sound cleanse. I appreciate. And when I'm out there and they go off, one of the babies will say, "Mommy, I played beautiful music for you," and that's like it did. Thanks. So it's just those are other spaces to change the energy. It changes the frequency because we're energy. Our body produces certain hurts. And so different hurts that we work with when we are in these spaces of listening to them will clear the energy, will activate happiness, will um, release trauma, will help sleep better. There's like all different ones to work with. Um, so just knowing that you can tap into those. There's a couple of crystals that you guys can work with. Selenite's a great one, right? That's super protective, right? Um, one, I had interviewed Brandy Keenan in here, the girl, the beautiful woman, my soul sister, that I do candles, cards, and connections with. And she talked about taking selenite and just rubbing it over your skin, right? Like just rubbing it straight over your skin. You will feel the energy change in your body. It removes all the negativity. And if you have it like that you're going to, like, <laughs> I give my babies things, um, different crystals to put under their pillows to go to sleep to bring good dreams to surround them with their angels and their guides. And um, Calvin did it for me. Um, he brought a selenite stone and put it under my pillow for me, the sweet boy. But he has one. The girls have um, one each in their room. Um, it's a really beautiful space. But you can also work with obsidian, which is a really good one. Um, that is a really big protective one. It puts like it absorbs negativity for you. Um, tourmaline is super powerful. And I work with tourmaline a lot in my candles because of this space. It will absorb the energy, like negative energy, hexes, shit people are throwing your way. And nobody knows this part, but it transmutes it and sends out different energy for you. So just shifted energy on my own. Um, so when we work with something like tourmaline, it absorbs all the negativity. It absorbs like the radioactive waves from like phones and all that stuff. Uh, the radio waves, not radioactive, but um, I was singing Imagine Dragons, apparently. Um, but with the tourmaline, it will absorb it all, and then it, like, sends out, like, a different energy. For, it, like, transmutes it into a better energy so that you are protected in the space. So if you're somewhere in, like, you know you're going to a crowded space, bringing tourmaline with you is a beautiful one because it's going to protect you, but it's also going to take any negativity that's trying to make its way to you, and then it's going to turn into something else. Like, I want to make sure I hit up tourmaline for sure. Tourmaline is a, like, underrated one. Um, this one has some underrated crystals up in here, too. So those ones I hang with. And my protection candle, my new one, I leveled it up. Um, I still kind of call it Guard Your Grill because I feel like you need to. Um, and it reminds me of the music I love. Um, so in this one, I have two pieces of malachite, which is used back in the day for protective spaces, but it is also a huge manifestation um, tool that you work with. Um, I carry mine with me all the time. I have a chunk of it. It's a beautiful crystal to work with also, and a powerful one. Sometimes you have to work with it in doses. Um, but malachite is really beautiful in protecting the space and clearing the energy. These Egyptian um, uh, kings and queens would use it in their jewelry to protect the space and also amber for the same. Amber is also known to do a, a full protection. And then this baby right here is something I'm going to tell you about also. It's called black salt, which is really powerful for 
uh, protecting the space. And then this is sage in here. And then this is my himsa somebody was asking me about. It is my himsa with the evil eye in it. Um, but this candle is super, super protective. And the fragrance is also sage and lavender. And lavender is actually a protective um, herb as well that people don't realize. So this candle itself, this is on my, my website. Thank you for joining us on this enchanting journey through the realms of magic and empowerment on The Coven Connection. I'm Nicole Pilabon, and you've just experienced the first spark of the magic within. Remember, you're not just heard, you're witnessed, and your magical self is celebrated here. So until next time, keep your broomsticks and your business plans ready. The magic continues. Stay enchanted, my fellow witches and seekers.